Yes, good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday, September 14, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio, and a very good morning to you wherever and however you're listening. And uh, the three of us back in the studio this morning after a great morning at the St. John's Park Bowling Club with the great Josh Reynolds. And, uh, well, as I say, good morning to Pup and Loz. His training trial con- contract is locked in there at the dogs as well. Oh, beautiful Which news. Is morning. Great news. You know, Loz. For the grub stuff. Yeah, good on him. I saw a bit of stuff on. I didn't listen to you boys yesterday. I can't sit oh. here and tell you I did. How but dare I, you. I saw some stuff on social media. It looked good. St. John's Bowling Club. Mate, you should see the size of the club. Yeah. I'd never been there before. Morning, I'd been there a few times. When I was younger, yeah. living out there, well, I'd been I there a couple of times, but it must have. Younger. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I reckon it would have changed it's for got sure. got this massive screen out there in the sports bar yeah. where they would hold plenty and. The big screen, it splits into 12 different televisions, oh depending on what's on that particular day. But it's actually one... It's one massive screen. <laughs> one massive Stick screen. Stick that in your lounge room. Oh, mate, it Did I see Blocker was there as well? Yeah, Blocker was yeah. there. There was a... <laughs> oh, no, he was there for different reasons, <laughs> yeah, was he? Yeah. We, we did get him on the program, though. We had him on for a couple of minutes. But he was looking at an opportunity out there with St. John's Park Bowling Good on Club. Him. But the CEO of the group... Uh, Dave Marsh uh, looked after us fantastically well yesterday. Yeah, um, it's a wonderful venue, and if you're out that way and uh, ever feel like having a beer or something to eat, then yeah, St there. John's Park Bowling Club is the way to go. But they've still got three greens out the back. It's yeah, the, yeah. one of the more successful bowling clubs uh, in New South Wales. Um, they've got a lot of champion bowlers come mm. out of that club. Yeah, mate of mine's uh, dad used to bowl yeah, all the time. But, but, but they, it's, it's such a... Magnificent venue. It is is superb. So Joshy signed. Train and trial. Oh, how at good. The dog, so he's how got a, good. Got good on him. prove it all himself, but he's pumped. Love that. Next three, what, three months. Just has to try and get himself on the top 30 roster. Yeah. He will. He will. All, I reckon yeah. he will, Oz. Yeah, there's an opportunity there. One thing with Joshy Reynolds, he trains hard. Yeah. He's a very, very good mm. trainer. He's good around the young blokes. He'll encourage those people, uh, young boys, and he'll, he'll set a, a, a really good... Good example. So I, I, he'll, I he'll hope good. he gets a crack. That's again. I know there's there's not many fairy tales in sport, but I'd love to see Joshy have yeah. a have an awesome year there. And if that is his last yeah. year, at least he's he's at home. Like that's yeah. it, it, that club. It, like to me, it, it's a little bit like Des Hasler and Manly, or you and the Raiders. Mm. It's like I can't imagine you playing anywhere else. Yeah. I I can't yeah. imagine Joshy. Mm. You know, just and I loved him going to the Tigers, but it just didn't seem right. So was, what an awesome way to finish! Was, it was funny yesterday because um, when, when we left the Tigers, imagine Loz, oh. mag Western <laughs> Suburbs magpies. We wanted him, but you just could, can't picture it. It's so when, weird. Yeah. yeah. When we left yesterday, I actually gave him a ride back to where he's going because he's going to meet Cameron Seraldo. Yeah. And um, he had a meeting with Cameron, and I'm just chatting to him about you know what do you want to do and all that type of stuff and he was just talking to me about his love of the dogs and it never felt the same when he yeah. when he left and you know if he had his time over again you know what well, yeah when you talk about random things yeah. hypothetical things he said you know he just loves the club and loves the people and you know where I dropped him off at this cafe he, he got out of the car and people saw him because it was in Belmore yeah <laughs> oh, mate, the love uh, the reaction yeah and the love yeah. for Josh was yeah. awesome. massive so he's good. so lovable, though, isn't he? He's a beauty. Yeah. Softy. Yeah, he's... Bit of beauty. Yeah. Big soft. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he's a great fella, Jimmy. I hope it all works out for him there then at the dogs. Uh, yeah, on the text line, I saw you yesterday in a picture with Dave Warner. Are you blokes twins? Certainly not. <laughs> Mailman from Marrick. Gilbert went to the uh, Everest Carnival launch yesterday, which... Uh, you could just tell everyone's up and about, ready to go after, you know, a couple of compromised spring carnivals. We are back in full swing and can't wait for it. I'll tell you what else I can't wait for is today at Sandown, race number two. It is happening. Race two, number four, Foxy Cleopatra is set to make her much-anticipated debut trackside there. And uh, minimal deductions, only one deduction and uh, one cent win deduction. So Foxy Cleopatra is 12 into $6. In fact, already this morning, 7 into $6. What's going on, Lots? There's a big ownership group, you know, big ownership group. <laughs> so what I'm going to do, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to play for you the trainer's report. Brilliant. At 6 o'clock. And then... I will allow you to tell our listeners what you took out of it. Okay. Is that fair enough? Yeah. Well, we'll just leave it up to our listeners. Yeah, they like can it. take out of it whatever yeah, like they it. And, and, and like then, it. then I don't get blamed either what? way. Mm, 60 40. I'm not sure about that. No, no. I'm not, I'm not sure is, you Is lo- that fair? Well, that, you can, that's I'll, fair. I'll, I'll love play that. for you and Mido. Yep. You can listen to what the trainer has to say. Love that. And then you can come back on at six o'clock and say, boys, that's the signal. We're on. Or yeah. we go. Abort, abort, abort. Yeah, but it's still your horse, so you still get you still got to cop some blame. Oh yeah, but I'll still have something on. I'll still You've got to have something. I'll on have your something own horse. on. I will yeah. be have something on every yeah. time. Yeah, have exactly something right. on your own I know, horse. I will be having something on my own horse, but I don't want to throw people in if I'm not feeling the vibe. <laughs> so the vibe has to be there. So if you're feeling the vibe when I uh, give you the audio of what T Bus has to say. If you take it from T-Bus that you think, oh, yeah, there's a chance here today, then you can let our listeners know. But mm. I don't want to be the person that does that. Well, Is that fair enough? Yeah, very, very fair, Loz. I'm not throwing you under the bus no. at all over no. this. I, I definitely... On, little mate over here is not too I'm, I, I'm, I love the information that you're offering. I think yeah. that's... But I don't think that means you, you know, wipe your hands clean. I still... You know, be, oh, you want me to put be, on being a horse, line. being a horse owner myself. <laughs> I know you might have a little more information than no, what, you know no, no, than no. what your trainer's telling there, you. There'll be no more information. Maybe there was a one-on-one with your trainer <laughs> just to go. Well, no, you know, there wasn't. No, no, and no. Tell me a trainer that's not going to talk it down. I don't know any trainer. I know one, <laughs> Chris. Chris is never going to spruik it. He's always going to – it's like you go to the hospital, yeah. the doctor's always going to give – you've got a sore toe. He's going to say, mate, could go gangrene and get cut off. Mm. They have to give you worst-case scenario. That's what the trainer's going to do. In an, e- yeah. in an email or a message to all the owners, I would imagine that's generally what a trainer's going to do. He's going to play it down or she's going to play it down. are you so – Intelligent. Am I wrong though? <laughs> so, what I'm trying to do for our listeners is: mm. Do you have any extra? No, 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 no info? extra. No, only what I receive on the email. Well, how about we listen to what your trainers had to say first, and then let's have a chat about it. That's exactly what we're going to. I'll do. start with benefit of the doubt. So today. I will play it to you guys at six o'clock. <laughs> Love it, and then you can make your own decision okay. from that. Fair call. Right. Love it. Love it. Uh, on the text line, well done, Loz. Give us the unload signal after it's gone from 12s into 6s. No name to that one. Well, he didn't tell us to unload. He's, no, no, he's no. putting it all on no. us. And, and the other thing about it is, uh, Mido, that I'm very wary first up because I think it'll be a bit short. Yeah. 
Well, if you're telling us it's an Oaks filly, yeah. then what is it, 1,300 today? Yep. Yeah. yeah, 1,300 metre filly's maiden. Yeah. Race two to jump at 25 to two. Yeah. This afternoon, and it's a very open race, according to the Some betting. Some good horses in there. You've got apparently. an Emirates Park uh, filly for the Snowdens, and D Oliver in the saddle is a four dollar eighty favourite. Lips don't lie. Price and Kent Mark Zara five dollars fifty. Mm. Yeah, there's some and good horses. Apparently, it's the Foxy. I've been told. There you go. Uh, there's a Fairway Thoroughbreds horse here uh, for Anthony and Sam Freeman. Ben Mellon rides. It's a $9 chance, probably one to watch as well. No doubt it's probably well-bred. Can you tell me much about Mickey D? Uh, no, very capable jockey. Very capable. Yeah. Right, yeah. So there it is this afternoon. Uh, did you see the news conference yesterday with Paul Gallon, uh, oh, Ben yes. Damon, friend yes. of the show, yes, uh, just did. in the middle of it trying to <laughs> sort it out. I did. And uh, a couple of ex-Queenslanders, Justin Hodges and Ben Hannon, and what about the barbs that were flying? <laughs> Just all getting personal about each other's footy careers. So you saw lines like, worst ever New South Wales captain. It's easy when you run off superstars. Run at me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could seriously kill you. Mate. He did apologise for that one too, yeah. Oh, what about when he said, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to go there. The stuff ambulance. About, about the family stuff and say goodnight to your kids. Yeah. Oh. Like, that's heavy. He because again, you just you don't, you, uh, and you know what? You know a big part of it's the show as well. Like yeah. they're probably both walked off and high fived each other when no one, <laughs> when no one's looking. So you can see Ben Hannett sat there with the biggest grin on his face. Um, but yeah, you just automatically like in boxing, yeah. just, just make sure you say goodnight to your kids. Yeah. A bit heavy, I reckon. But I think um, Gal sort of snapped. We, when when we spoke about snapped. this yesterday, there's a million dollar bounty, really, isn't there, Mitter? Yeah, Man. so that was uh, so revealed earlier this So week. you know that they're going to go out there and try and knock Gal out. Now, I don't, think, I don't think they're going to do it. But do you, you never Gal's know. going to beat them both? Yeah, I think he will. Yeah. I reckon yeah. he'll win comfortably. Win, win easy. Yeah. But a heavyweight fight. You one just, punch. One punch. You just one punch. But Gal's head is so hard. I think I've said before, mate, he's one of the toughest dudes I've ever seen. What did, Ever. You, Ever. what did you say about what did you say about the ambulance? There must have been an ambulance there at the press conference, <laughs> and he makes sure that comes on Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be late. Yeah. <laughs> Ask the driver, Ricky. Oh. Yeah. Back oh. the truck up. I, I saw just... Hodjo walk away. Yeah. yeah, he's done the walk off. Hodjo. Yeah, Hodjo did the walk. Run at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, run at me. <laughs> they now. both got up. Crash <laughs> <laughs> tackle each other. <laughs> yeah, oh. I wouldn't want to fight either of them, to be honest. Even Hodjo's a big, mate, even he's Hodjo, a big mate, bloke, he's, isn't he? He's, mate, I'm telling you, he's bigger than what you think. Yeah, my God. He's bigger than what you think. And he's yeah. got big hands. Mm. And, the, and oh. again, just uh, boxing is completely different to rugby Does league. Hodjo you know fight first, you reckon? Or does Hannett fight first? It doesn't matter. Wouldn't you rather, I'd, I'd Hodjo rather goes go second, second when he's tired. Yeah, I'd rather go Definitely second. you'd rather go I'd second. I'd rather go second. Does he send Ben Hannett just to cop it? But well, Gal's 40-odd. Could knock him out in the you first round. after having... Four rounds, you know, you warm down. You definitely want to fight second. Then you've got to get yourself back up to fight. Yeah, I'd be fighting second. How much break does he get, Gal? Hour. Okay, like, even an hour is a long enough. time. Nah, no way. Well, I reckon that's a long time for you to for Oh, your you body cool, to cool down, down. But I'm not sure you're recovered. No. Especially if it goes deep in the second fight. He will be fatigued for yeah, sure. 100%. Yeah, not sure if we're betting on this yet at Tab. I'll find out. Uh, probably maybe the markets will go up later today. Gee, Alvarez Golovkin's on Sunday as well. 
Uh, Alvarez $1.22, Golovkin $4.20 in their fight. That's uh, Sunday afternoon, our time. Okay, back page of the Daily Telegraph. Bunnies Berry Curse. Demetrio earns carrot. This story saying that uh, Jason Demetrio, the Souths coach, is set to have his deal extended until at least 2024. He's in the first year of a two-year deal after taking over from Wayne Bennett. So it's interesting when we look at Souths and we saw a bit of doom heading into the season and last season after losing that grand final, Adam Reynolds leaving, Wayne Bennett leaving, new coach, and we know the record of coaches taking over from Wayne Bennett at various clubs hasn't been good uh, in the last 10 years. And now with Adam Reynolds, you know, let's face it, had some struggles at the, at the back end of the season there at Brisbane after we applauded what he'd done there for so long. Maybe Souths have ended up better off overall. I know they made a grand final last year and they've still got it battling at the moment. But at the moment, things are going pretty well for Jason yeah. Demetrio and the club. You look at the turnaround, though, that Adam Reynolds has made for the Broncos. And if you put... Yeah, well, if Adam Reynolds was playing in the Rabbitohs side this weekend, would you be more confident with him in there than Lachlan Lewis? Well, I reckon I watching Adam Reynolds yeah. Yeah. late in the season, he looked like something was wrong with him. Yeah, but the, all the Broncos did. Hmm. And it's you're a byproduct of the, the environment you're in at times. You know, he's an ageing player, and young Ilias is an up-and-coming player. Ilias won't hit his peak until another three or four years, whereas... Adam Reynolds, at the moment, he's consistently good. He's consistently good. And if he was there, he'd be... I think he'd have this South Sydney team humming very well. Um, so If he was playing. If he was playing. Hmm. If he was playing in, in this team. Well, look, you can look at it both ways, but South Sydney is still in the competition. That's all that matters. Hmm. And they're a chance of winning this weekend against the Sharks. They'll have a massive supporter base there at Allianz Stadium. Jason Demetrius proved himself as a very good coach uh, going off this first season. And, you know, he's done his apprenticeship under Wayne Bennett. He's also a part of the Cowboys um, system when they won the grand final under under Paul Green. So, look, they're travelling nicely at the moment. Obviously, Burgess is missing this weekend, so that'll be a big blow to them. Uh, but I like the Sharkies. I think the Sharks are a very, very good footy team. So this will be a wonderful match. Gee, it's going to be a good game Saturday night at Allianz. Uh, and the market reflects that. It is tight. Cronulla $2 with Tab. Souths eighty. the slightest of favourites. Also on the back page there of the Telegraph, uh, bowled over by Swan's flag tilt. And uh, Isaac Heaney and Tom Papley there with a couple of cricketers. Pat Cummins, Elise Perry, as uh, KO launched Fox's summer of cricket there yesterday and uh, bearing the Swan's scarves there ahead of what is going to be a huge prelim final. 4.45 first bounce, SCG, Saturday afternoon before the league. And, uh, well... First prelim final at the SCG since the famous 1996 one, Sydney and Essendon, where the great Tony Lockett kicked a point to ensure the Swans went through to the grand final. Uh, also back page of the Sydney Morning Herald, Bunny Bomber, Rabbitohs assistant John Morris, uh, plotting the downfall of a shark side that still has his fingerprints all over it, uh, following, of course, his sacking there at Cronulla last year. So... Uh, the swings and roundabouts of coaches, but uh, he may get another opportunity somewhere else down the line, John Morris. Yeah, he's highly regarded, Johnny Morris. I thought he did a great job at the Sharks. Unfortunately, was shown the door and the decision that the Sharks have made. You know, Craig Fitzgibbon has taken them to second position in the regular season. 
Obviously, they lost in a blockbuster last weekend to the Cowboys, but they get an op- opportunity to turn that around uh, this weekend. But Johnny Morris has had good input there at um, South Sydney, um, and he'd be looking to to get one back over his, his former club. And you know, most assistant coaches they have to start somewhere, or they're sacked and then go back as a head coach, and then they go back into being an assistant, and they learn a lot. Uh, there'll be a lot better coaches the second time around. So I've got no doubt if John Morris was given another opportunity, he'd be better for the experience that he's had. Uh, also back page of the Herald, Adam Pengilly will ask him about this. Live coup, how Norman Lewis, Smith, Leishman, uh, Cam Smith and Mark Leishman, the Aussie golfers, and uh, essentially they've got equity in a concept where there's going to be 12 franchises in the Live Golf next year, sort of a Formula One type concept here. Adam Pengilly's uh, writing about, so uh, they've uh, been obviously or bought equity into the, that concept I'm not sure how it works in golf or it's to work, so I'll ask Adam about that later this morning. But uh, it was much more than just sign this check and play golf for us and, you know, here's a huge amount of money Mm. and we'll just run a few tournaments. So it's going to be interesting to see how that concept develops in golf. But the opportunity to have top-class golfers on our shores is something that Liv will provide the way it looks, where the no, other tours couldn't. I messaged um, back and forth with the Shark last week, and he guaranteed there'll be a lot more golf back here in Australia. And he, he, he believes that he's always had um, uh, uh, his heart in the players and that everything he's tried to do has been for the benefit of the players. He strongly believes that. And he, and he knows for sure he'll have the big fish out here playing in Australia. So there's, yeah, as, as you, you said a few weeks ago, Mido, that as much as, you know, the tradition and history is, is uh, there's, there's change being made in the sport from an Australian's perspective, it's going to be unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. See the best players in the world play on Australian courses. Unreal. Yeah, we don't see it enough. And on the back page of the Australian, states make play to host live events. So uh, governments, uh, according to Greg Norman, are putting up their hands to throw the money forward mm. to ensure that those players end up in tournaments in their state. So uh, there will be some competitive tension there, no doubt about that. The Bledisloe Cup opener is tomorrow night in Melbourne. Uh, back page of the Herald, battling All Blacks again means so much folly. So Dave Rennie made eight changes to his starting 15, coming off that disappointing loss to the Springboks a couple of weeks ago at the new Allianz Stadium. And Bernard Foley, who hasn't played for the Wallabies since the 2019 World Cup, is named at number 10. Uh, Andrew Kellaway's at 15. I think that's a really good selection. Jake Gordon's been uh, preferred over Nick White at Scrum Half. And Gordon will be on the show after 8.30 this morning. Uh, the All Blacks have Richie Mwanga at 10 and Bowden Barrett just coming off the bench. Uh, they're going to be hard to beat. And the market says, uh, well, the Wallabies are 4 bucks and the All Blacks are $1.25. Yeah, they will be hard to beat, but... They've made a lot of changes, the Aussies. Um, interesting to see how they go. Um, you want them, Loz? <laughs> oh, you, you're thinking about you, it. No, you, no, you're thinking about no, it. No, that was, no. didn't take long, you know, did it? No, well, I, I'm sure. <laughs> well, you, well, you know why? Because both have been inconsistent. So you just don't know. Well, you, usually I'd, I'd say All Blacks just for sure. Mm. But they haven't been playing great football, the All Blacks. Is Michelle at home talking them down? Is that's what... You know, all bla- sort of all Blacks yeah. at their worst and us at our best, can we beat them? Yes. Okay. 
Well, you know more about rugby than me. With are, our you, team, are you with confident the, the All Blacks will win, given what they've shown oh, us this no, year? No. I think it's 65-35, if I was yeah. going to put it that way. Yeah. I think Australia can win. If the, you were asking me 18 months ago, be a no-brainer. Mm. Be made All Blacks all day. Mm. But I, I just don't think they're playing anywhere near as good as they can. And I think the fear factor is not there with the All Blacks. Mm. But we won't be winning at Eden Park. Say we did mm. cause an upset tomorrow night. Yeah. We've got to go to Eden Park then to win the, the Bledisloe. But <laughs> the Wallabies, they just need to get past this one tomorrow night, first and foremost. It is six o'clock. Dick Fain is coming up in 10 minutes' time to talk all things US sport. The NFL week one. We'll get his thoughts on how that all oh, transpired. Hey, uh, just before we go to this six o'clock news, do you yeah. see old mate Brady? He played well, didn't he? Oh, so he has still got it. I didn't say. Oh, never. so everything is everything rosy at home? No, I don't know. No, it's I not. Be a bit more uh, digging. Here New- we go. Another article. The New York Post. Oh, another article. Uh, Giselle Bl- Bunchen conflicted in latest Tom Brady interview. I've done my part. There's trouble, mate. There's trouble. She's done everything. He's yeah, a I'll genius. read her direct quote, actually. The, the goat was on fire. I've done my part, which is to be there for Tom. I moved to Boston. I focused on creating a cocoon and a loving oh, environment. Oh, here we go. You can, re- you can read tone again. You, you can read tone. <laughs> to be there supporting him and his dreams. Oh, here we go. Champions League this morning in action. Liverpool and Ajax is 1-1 at Anfield. Bayern Munich lead Barcelona 1-0. Uh, about 50-odd minutes gone in these matches, by the way. Uh, Leverkusen and Atletico Madrid is scoreless. Frankfurt leads 1-0 at Marseille. And Club Bruges has a 3-0 lead at Porto. Two games have been completed. And Inter Milan went to the Czech Republic and won 2-0. And Tottenham conceded two very late goals in Portugal to go down 2-0 to Sporting Lisbon. But uh, we're trying to get that Foxy Cleopatra audio. We're just having some technical issues. But Loz will get there. And uh, ahead My of phone. today's... Old-style phone. Too. Mm. So. There's a new one out. Comes out Friday. Treat yourself. New iPhone. Nah, I don't need a new phone. <laughs> Sounds like you do. <laughs> I'll get it working. You definitely need a new case. No, I'll get it working. Get him a Nokia thirty two ten, Clay. Yeah, I'll pull the old Nokia out. <laughs> one in the bottom drawer you can have. Why is it red, when you get older? Green for ring, you red for ring. Simple phone. Yeah, no, it's not when you get older. I've, I think the old Nokias were the best phones. It's just no cameras. Play snake. Just oh, green yeah. to ring. But what happens if you want to red, take a photo? Buy a camera, like we used to. <laughs> have a camera. If it's so easy just to take a photo. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Way too trouble. way too easy. I'll tell you what I have discovered, boys, and I'm on Be Real. Have you heard about Be Real? Be Real? Yes. No. It's an app, now, obviously. This may get you into trouble. But I'm on a group. <laughs> then with, definitely I'm don't a, don't suggest it to I, me I'm at a, all. I'm in a group with my family. Okay. What is it? So it is. You get this message and within two minutes you've got to send a photo of yourself. Oh my god! Are we where you are? Are you promoting this really? This it's is, called Be Real. It's called Deep Trouble. <laughs> Could be. What? Fuck! I don't think we're downloading <laughs> anything to do with sending photos anywhere is only getting you into trouble. <laughs> so there you go. To all the footy boys and girls out there, stay off. What's it called? Be real. <laughs> stay off. Be real. I can put the see it causing a lot of drama. Right. Be real. Yeah, I've never heard of it, and that's yeah. for good reason. Yep. Coming up, I believe he was there yesterday to watch his beloved Seahawks beat the Denver Broncos with their former quarterback, Russell Wilson, copying plenty mm. 
from the Seahawks fans. 17-16 it was in the end. Seattle, an upset. Dear Colo. I'm too old for games like that, boys. <laughs> oh, my God. A few my extra gray hairs, Dick. <laughs> Great performance, though, from Seattle, Dick. Yeah, it really was. And, and you know... The, the narrative nationally, as you might imagine, um, you know, I listened and watched uh, about four hours of, of national uh, sports chatter this morning about the game because I was just immersed in it. And uh, uh, almost zero was about what the Seattle Seahawks were able to do. Almost zero was about their defense being uh, just absolutely stonewall in the red zone. Almost zero was about Geno Smith and his near-perfect first half that he pitched. And it was all about what the Broncos didn't do. Mm. And I guess that's, that's what happens when one team is a, you know, a, considered a playoff favorite and the other team is considered to be one of the worst 10 teams in the NFL. You don't give the bad team the, uh, the benefit of the doubt when they win a football game. But that was as much what Seattle did on defense and what Geno Smith did and the style of game called by Pete Carroll than it was the mistakes by Nathaniel Hackett. And Nathaniel Hackett, the coach of the Broncos in his first ever game as a head coach, made some boneheaded mistakes, particularly at the end of that game. Um, Run run us through that one, Dick, because that was something that the commentators, when I was watching, couldn't comprehend why he made that decision to go for the, what was it, 65-yard field goal. Yeah, well, first and foremost, I really thought he mishandled the clock in the last four minutes. Uh, he was uh, that offense was very nonchalant, and I kept looking up at the clock, going, "My God, there's only two minutes left! My God, there's only a minute left, and you still have 25 yards left to go." And then I'm looking up there, and 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 Russell Wilson's about ready to take a snap at at almost a minute left on the clock. He lets it run all the way down to 20 seconds, and then takes a timeout. It just to me, the time management was the first problem because if they would have shown some sense of urgency, whether they got into the field goal area or not, they could have punted or an attempted a long field goal and still would have had plenty of time with timeouts to get the ball back. But they just threw all their chips in the middle and said, this is going to be our last drive. And it really burned them because they were never able to get close enough. And then you know, having Russell Wilson and just as a Seahawks fans, you know, uh, freaking out that Russell Wilson's got an opportunity to gain five yards and, and all all but end the game. Right. If Russell Wilson gets a first down on fourth and five, the game is all but over. Yes, a field goal could be missed, but the chances of that kicker missing a field goal from, you know, inside 50 yards or even 50 to 55 yards, um, it's well over 50 percent that he's going to make that field goal. But from 64 yards out. I mean, it's only happened twice since 1960, and the coach decided that it was better to have his kicker attempt something that's only happened twice in 60 years versus having Russell Wilson get five yards and a first down. That's just amazing to me, and and he's rightfully getting skewered uh, both locally in Denver and nationally as well. How do you reckon that affects their relationship then, Dick, with between the coach and the player? Because you know they signed him on a, a massive deal, and you know you put the trust in the quarterback, and then all of a sudden you get down to the last play and you go, uh, uh-uh, I'm not going to do this today. I'm not going to put that pressure on him. Wouldn't Wilson have loved to be uh, been able to step up and, and and make the yards and then lead his team to victory? Absolutely, and and that's a great point, and it's something that I brought up in the postgame show. Look at the irony, right? Russell Wilson demanded a trade from Seattle, 
And the number one reason Russell Wilson demanded a trade from Seattle was that he felt that Pete Carroll, the Seahawks coach, was too conservative, wouldn't put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands enough, wouldn't let him throw the ball enough. And here you go to a to a coach in Nathaniel Hackett who said, hey, we're going to let Russ cook. We're going to let him do his thing. And in the first ever game together he takes the ball out of mm. russell wilson's hand and as a seahawk fan that is just the sweetest ending possible to that <laughs> evening last night dick what about tom brady mate he's copped his fair share of criticism still got it still got it yeah i mean he was he was not tom brady-esque uh he was very mediocre in that game but mediocre was enough to beat that mm. dallas cowboy team <laughs> who was just uh, just awful and uh, again, you know, year after year after year, the Dallas Cowboys get all the hype and year after year after year, they fail to do anything with it. And now Dak Prescott's out for six to eight weeks and it looks like they're going to fail to do something with it again this year. So, uh, you know, Dallas is the team in pro football and Notre Dame is the team in college football that get all the hype every single year and almost always fall short of that hype. So, uh, you know, Dallas is in deep trouble, guys. Deep, deep trouble. They've got a fairly tough schedule over the next six weeks without Dak Prescott. And, I mean, they have to be somewhere close to 500 um, if Dak Prescott's going to come back and and lead them to the playoffs. But they're in trouble. I mean, I think Tampa Bay is going to be fine. But Tom Brady looked like a quarterback that didn't take a preseason snap. He looked like a quarterback that took, you know, 11 days off of practice to go to the Bahamas. So, I mean, he's going to pull out of it. But if if Tom just plays like he did that game, Tampa Bay is going to have a tough time winning double-digit games. They're going to need more from him. There are plenty of text messages messages rolling in here, Dick. But one here just touches on the Cowboys. And this is from LP. Talks about how the Cowboys are the worst team in the NFC. But he asks about Mike McCarthy. (laughs) How does he continue to be head coach? Is he under pressure? Oh, he's under a lot of pressure. He's probably under more pressure than any, any, maybe any coach in the NFL. Um, He was a Super Bowl champion quarterback that a lot of people said, well, or excuse me, Super Bowl champion coach. A lot of people said, well, is he really a Super Bowl champion coach or did he just win a Super Bowl championship because Aaron Rodgers was his quarterback? And there's, you know, you got to give credit to both the coach and the and the quarterback. The same thing is, uh, you know, said with with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson here in Seattle. But, uh, you know, Dallas has not made a lot of good moves. Uh, they spent a lot of money in free agency that has not come to pass. Uh, Dak Prescott's a a good, very good quarterback, but he's being paid like an elite quarterback, and that's always a problem when you're paying a quarterback more than what he's actually worth. We're going to see that with Denver and Russell Wilson. He's definitely not worth $49 million a year at this point in his career. So, uh, you know, similar problems there with uh, with Denver and Dallas. But, uh, yeah, right now I would I would bet the Dallas Cowboys do not make the playoffs this year. Well, over week one, it looked like the offenses overall were struggling, Dick, and the kickers had uh, some nightmares. Oh. Cincinnati, gee, how on earth did they lose that game? But uh, curious as to who you thought, you know, were the best teams from week one, and I guess who flopped outside of Dallas, who we've just been talking about. Well, the, the Minnesota Vikings uh, made a statement, guys. Um, they they didn't just beat the Green Bay Packers. They hammered the Green Bay Packers. And uh, that was, you know, that's the battle of the two best teams in that division. And right now, uh, the Vikings have the upper hand. Now they won at home. Green Bay is going to get them in Green Bay. And, and I would imagine at some point, Aaron Rodgers is going to start trusting his wide receivers um, after the big drop by Christian Watson in the beginning of the game, I don't think Aaron Rodgers looked at him again until the fourth quarter. The Vikings were very, very impressive. The Kansas City Chiefs were very impressive. I really thought 
that it was going to take a little time for Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill to get that offense going. I thought the Cardinals might be a little bit of a trap game in Arizona in week number one. They were not, and the Chiefs just dominated that game from beginning to end. They led 23 to 9, or excuse me, 23 to 7 at halftime, led 37 to 7 at the end of the uh at the end of the third quarter. So a very impressive performance there. The Ravens look good, although the Ravens had a couple of big injuries coming out of that game. Uh, so those are kind of the teams that uh, I think really stepped up and looked very, very good outside, of course, the Bills. I mean, the Bills looked like the best team in the NFL, mm. just dispatching the Rams in week number one. What happened to the 49ers Dick, going down to Chicago? Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, I'll, we'll find out a lot more about the 49ers on Sunday when they play the Seahawks because, you know, Trey Lance had a bad game, but that was an absolute monsoon. I don't know if you saw videos uh, from that stadium at Soldier Field, but there were players, you know, doing the old uh, slip and slide dive where they're diving through puddles. I mean, there was there was three, four inches of standing water uh, on that grass there at uh, at Soldier Field. So, you know, that I, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment for a week on San Francisco. But if they struggle to beat Seattle or if they lose to Seattle, they're nine-point favorites, they shouldn't lose to Seattle at home. But if they struggle or lose and have a tough time you know, scoring t- 24 points or more, then I think, uh, boy, the Klieg lights are going to be right on Trey Lance because look who's behind him <laughs> warming up on the bullpen. It's, it's Jimmy Garoppolo that they could go to at any moment in time. Dick, what's the latest with the Phoenix Suns owner, mate? Was he fined $10 million? Yeah, Sarver, the uh, Phoenix Suns owner. Uh, evidently, there was uh, proof that uh, came about of, of racism and misogyny uh, coming from Sarver. There's been, I mean, Sarver's been one of these people that have been, uh, you know, panned. People that know him, people that, that, that have followed him. I mean, he has, he has been panned for years as far as how he runs that franchise. And, uh, and finally, the NBA has come down. $10 million fine and suspended for a year from the league. So they, they must have found some serious, yeah. serious uh, racist behavior, misogynistic behavior within the front office of the Phoenix Suns. Ooh, that's heavy. Uh, just some news in golf. Uh, reading Aussie Cam Smith. Uh, well, Scotty Scheffler won the PGA Tour as Player of the Year, as was probably expected. But uh, Cam Smith has won the... PGA of America's Player of the Year, so a little fanfare, I'm sure, for that, considering his defection to live golf. But uh, this other story in golf, I saw that Sergio Garcia withdrew from the BMW PGA Championship in England, and he ends up at the Texas-Alabama match (laughs) in college football. And he's going to be sanctioned? I saw that, and he saw a heck of a game, so it was probably more entertaining than the (laughs) the golf tournament was. But, uh, you know, that's interesting, the Cam Smith thing, because... Again, it shows that the PGA of America is not 100% totally aligned with the PGA Tour. So, What's the difference, this, Dick? Just, oh. Well, the PGA of America is the association that runs the professional golfers of, uh, of, of America, and it's all the pros from all the clubs around the country, right? And the PGA Tour is simply the pro ah element of that it's just the pros it's just the the organization that runs the 54 you know 50 or whatever tournaments they have on the pga and and what's interesting is if they're willing to give cam smith a live tour player the player of the year award 
is the PGA Championship, who is run by the PGA of America, not the PGA Tour, are they going to be willing to let these live guys again into their tournament next uh, next year? And I think this may be kind of an indication of, well, if we're going to give the PGA America Player of the Year award to a live guy, we're going to let these guys play in the PGA Championship next mm. season. That's going to be very interesting. And uh, just finally, sorry, Major League Baseball, the Dodgers are the first team to clinch a playoff berth. Dodgers look phenomenal, guys. Um, they really, the Dodgers and the Astros appear to be a step ahead of everyone else. Um, there are some other teams, though, particularly in the National League. Uh, the Atlanta Braves are red, red hot. Uh, they had won 22 of 27, and they set foot in my beautiful T-Mobile Park down the street, and the Mariners got them two out of three last weekend. So uh, the Mariners continue to be hot. They're going to go to the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. But, yes, as of right now, uh, the Dodgers in, the, in, in uh, the National League, the Astros in the American League do appear to be the uh, cream of the crop in those two leagues. Thank you so much, mate. See you, boys. Talk to you next week. Dick Fane there and uh, Loz, so that audio, I'll be able to check in oh, the news break. Have you got it? We've, I've now got the file. So oh, we wait to hmm. hear the report heading into today's debut of Foxy Cleopatra in race two at Sandown this afternoon. And uh, it is. Let Come me on check the this. Let Come me on, check Foxy. This. Come on, Fox. Let me check this market because it's been firming all morning. Jeez, I wanted to win, Loz. I, I really wanted to win. Oh, thank you, mate. <laughs> after the weight, <laughs> we're very had, sincere with that. After the Actually, weight, you we're are had. sincere. No, I'm. I'm serious. Yeah, I no. got no. I got no jealousy. I wanted to win. Why'd you like me? Yeah, I don't know. It <laughs> should be. Should be opposite. I hope she comes last. No, I. I wanted to win. Yeah. I love it. I'd love it if yeah. you're a good horse. Come on, the fox. All right, what do we got coming up? Well, that this confidence morning? level should be high, shouldn't it? No, you, let's just say conditions are perfect. <laughs> you've been very patient. You've been we, biding we, your time. We have been patient. Yeah, and so, patience is a virtue. Just top three. To I think start. she'll run on. Yeah, she'll run on. Top three to start. Mm. Soft five, the track as it stands, according to the Racing Happy? Australia website. Oh, no, don't <laughs> even think about it, Loz. Soft five. Don't even think about it. Four would be perfect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> bindies. There's a couple of bindies. No, can't run on that track. Champions League getting towards 10 minutes plus change left in those games this morning. Liverpool and Ajax still 1-1 there at Anfield. Bayern Munich 2-0 over Barcelona in Germany. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen and Atletico Madrid is scoreless. Seintracht Frankfurt are 1-0 up against Marseille in France. Club Bruges 3-0 leaders against Porto. And Inter Milan beat their Czech opponents 2-0. And Sporting Lisbon scored two very late goals in Portugal to account for Tottenham 2-0 as well. 13-53-53 is the number, but uh, also... uh, We've just heard Loz's report, courtesy of Trent Bussenden, the co-trainer, of course, of his filly making its debut in race two at Sandown today. Uh, Foxy Cleopatra, which with Tab at last check was a $6 chance and will be running. Rain, hail or shine, soft five there at the moment. Uh, but it was, pup, we listened to it. Man, it was I'm, a I'm, positive report oh, from the it. trainer. It was more than that. He also absolutely gets rid of any doubt about we're scratching. There's no scratching. No, no scratching today. It's game day. He said even if it's a heavy (laughs) 10. He said rain, (laughs) hail or shine. 
Get out there, girl, and run. She's going to run today, boys. So the big debut. Fit. Mate, she, so what he, you, rec- he reckons he reckons she's going to win. Well, I'll That's par- what I take from that. I'll paraphrase a bit of what was said in you the reckon? report. Oh, mate. Fit, well, and happy. Blake Shin had the ride but is suspended, so Mick D in the saddle. Just wants it to jump out and be comfortable. Would love to see it be about midfield and from the gate. Would like it to get wide and have last crack. Says it's a great each-way bet. And ability-wise, he's up to winning first up. Oh, have some of that, the Fox. But he did say things can go wrong. Of course. First up. (laughs) Yes. He sounded. Racing menace, who knows? Who knows? Uh, How it handles the yard. I've never heard Chris Waller sound that confident about Pretty Wild. And Pretty Wild's won two out of three. Chris Waller's always circ- yeah. He was circumspect about Wigs. Yes. Chris yeah, he was worried about Wigs every time Wigs ran. Yes. Mate, I'm on, I'm on Foxy. You're going to back Foxy I'm today? De- I'm, I'm on, to I'm on, on Foxy for sure. After hearing that, I'm I've got to have nervous today. It's an each way bet. Yeah, I, I, it's yes, an each I've way. already had a bet each way. Trainer was so confident. Oh, yeah. I like, I like, mate, she is running. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm hearing you. Hopefully it's saying the same thing well, for honestly, three weeks. Well, three weeks. Yeah. It's been, it's nearly yeah. been a month, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's been a month. Yeah. I reckon he's sitting there going, enough's enough. Yeah, enough's enough. Rain out or shine. get out there and run. So we'll see you today, Mido. Come Could on. Be a flop. What time, what time, what time is she on? Uh, 25 to 2. two. I'm yeah. putting it in my fa- I'm going to watch it for sure. Yep, 25 to 2 this afternoon. It's put in, put 1.30. A reminder yeah, of 1.30. Don't, don't be late. Get, get the last five minutes of betting. They'll probably jump four minutes late. Being 1.30 alarm. Around. Alarm um, set daily. Foxy. All right, beautiful. Let's go, Fox. Come on, the Fox. Go What's the colours? What's the colours? Oh, it's a yellowy. Oh, it's the busted and young purpley sort of cap. It's a yellow with cap, the pink yellow cap brown and... sleeves. Yeah. Kelsa Lyka. She's yeah. got yellow. She'll be all over ah, her. I like the she'll yellow. be all over. Yeah. Her. Actually, she'll be hoping she loses so she can come to the party and be the pony. <laughs> <laughs> Ride her friends around to the seventh yeah. birthday party. Lead around. Yeah. Here we go. Now. She'll think she's got two horses now. Kelsey Lee. <laughs> now, for our listeners, do you want to go to the Newcastle Cup on Friday? Great day. You got the Cameron handicap. Newcastle Ooh, Cup. Yes. Well, do you want four tickets? We'll be caller three right now. Thirteen fifty three fifty three. Caller three. We'll get four tickets Man. to the Newcastle Cup day there on Friday. Cracking day, just to ease your way into, of course, the big racing on Saturday. It's a great day's racing there, the Newcastle Cup day. Uh, looking forward to getting up there for the Hunter later this year as well. Coming up later in the spring, and oh gee, I'll tell you what, the uh, switchboard's gone ballistic. Must have been a lot of people listening in the Hunter this morning. Great stuff. Or maybe not even the Hunter. Everyone likes free. Oh. Everyone likes something free. Everyone well, likes free. Yeah. It's a good yeah, trip. It's a good afternoon up there. But it could be a t shirt. Everyone's in if it's free. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm looking take Friday to. off. Too. We used to say about Brett Lee if it's free, it's for me. <laughs> <laughs> Brett loved any and still loves anything free, Just like more than anyone else. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm a free man. He loves <laughs> yeah. free, Brett. I love Lee, picking though. something up if yeah. it's free. Yeah, he'd... even if I've got no use for it, I'll still pick it up. Do you mm. want the makeup I got in the gift bag yesterday from Brett, um, Brett, Binger? The, take it the Everest launch. Binger, yeah, take no, it for I sure. Like, I like free stuff. <laughs> you take the. Plastic. Don't think I'm going to use it. <laughs> Is it? You take the bag, in plastic bag or paper bag. You keep that. Take <laughs> that on. champagne. You know yeah. when you go to an event yeah. and they give you free stuff like a bag or something. You know some people. Give it Don't back. Want it. Yeah, give, it, no, give, yeah. give it back and say no, thank you. Are you a no, thank you? Or uh, yeah, depends. Straight out the if door. It's, if it's out of Sydney, I'm a no, thank you because I'm not. I'm not taking it on the plane. Right. If it's at Sydney, oh, yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah take you it take home. it home, of course. Yeah, I take it home. What size of 
bags are they giving you with these? Nah, but even if it's not to carry on, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not carrying it. I'm not. Yeah, the events that he gave to you compared to <laughs> no, that. No, no. <laughs> You're a free boat. <laughs> I can't drive that over. Yeah, this is worth 250000 Free, free car. <laughs> but even Daly, this $2, this $2 fan over here, reusable. No. No, nah, you get the you, you get a pen and ruler. I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it home. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying oh, thank you and probably yeah. taking it from the event, but I'm not. I'm trying to find a, a kid or something so on the way. I'm and get a to them. bit of a hoarder. I'll take anything. Then what do you do I when just, you get home? I oh, know. I just find, <laughs> just find, I find room yeah, for it. In the same and my wife is always the in the bed. She goes, "We don't need that. What are you doing with <laughs> it?" Yeah. My alcohol, well, we got this, what, I think it was orange spritz champagne or something. Put it in the alcohol cupboard. I've got like four bottles of champagne up there. It's not yeah. really true. Yeah. Mate, if I drink champagne, look out. Look out. Uh, <laughs> Saturday's a write off. <laughs> seriously, but there's about, anyway, anyone wants to come over, I've got plenty so, of champagne. Stacks of it. Oh, um, there's an invite of it. There's a, there's a, there's a public invite now, right there. Public invite. Mate. Opportunity. <laughs> Or the ladies? Uh, Latrell Mitchell, fellas. Latrell Mitchell was asked yesterday. uh, Latrell, Trell Milk, he called himself yesterday. He he was asked if he stayed down to milk penalties. And he said, well, call me Trell Milk now. (laughs) And went on to say, well, he got up on one knee, looked at the ref and was like, what's going on? Then he added, well, we don't lay down for penalties and we don't look for them. The bunker has taken over the game, and that's how the game is played. So I reckon he's contradicting himself twice. <laughs> but he's got straight a, he, has, he has got a point, though, Mido, in terms of the bunker. The players know now that if they get clipped and the referee misses it, mm. just slow to your feet. Replay or, or just wait. Wait and give yourself time so the video referee has a look at it. And then if the video referee notices a glance across the face, they intervene. Instead of the referee or the video referee saying, you know what, incidental contact, play on. But they don't. They want to rule that there was contact made and therefore it should be a penalty. And I think that's where the frustration comes from. And the players are aware that they can receive a penalty by doing this. Mm. And in a high-pressure, high-stakes game, that's what they're doing. It's time for the bunker to not rule. If the referee misses it, all right, and you're prepared to get up and play the ball, it's it's play on. If, if you stay down there, and happened? they look at it and see some contact and they go, you know what, that's not worth a but penalty. Has it not, was it play not on. happening before the bunker when the players, you could still lay there for an extra five seconds and see it on the big screen. The crowd goes berserk. The referee gets to have a second look at it. Was it not happening back then anyway? Uh you're right. it's more, it might be happening more now. Yeah, no, but bunker. the referee would tend to move on, mate. Just, just let it go. Well, well, they've got no one in their ear. Yeah. And and again, if you haven't seen it, and someone's lied down, you might think that something is untoward has happened. Mm. But if you're a referee and you're relying on making a decision and then watching the big screen and then making another decision from that, yeah. Well, you're in the wrong business. Mm. Yeah. It's up to the match review then, if you, the referee has missed it, yeah. to intervene after the game and then hand out a penalty. Yeah. But the referee, if he misses it, it is play on. Mm. I mean... I don't think anyone can call Latrell soft. 
No, he's, no, he's no. T- he's a tough it's player. It's a byproduct of where the he's game a is. Tough at. Player, the game has created and, this but, situation but I think the, where the I think players the boys, can do this. I think the boys, when when you speak about this lie down thing, I think they take it as hang on a second. What do you like? Are you, are you saying I'm, you know, I'm not injured or it didn't hit me in the face at all? Like, I, I think I think someone like, like I say, Latrell as an example, no one can call him a soft footy player. He's well, tough. Well, what do they do this weekend? This is, this is my argument for this weekend, all right? So they set a precedent and the NRL said the referee did the right thing last week, all right? They, they said the – so if you're a player this week, what do you think you're going to do? <laughs> you're going to look up at the referee. And what's he going to do? He can't. He send, can't rule differently from last weekend. Send you off, <laughs> because that'll make a mockery of what he did last weekend, well, and they supported him well, for they, doing it. Well, they need to make a mockery of what happened last weekend. That can't happen again. Well, they, they they've, they've, they've gone the, the other way. They've gone the other way. They haven't. They've actually applauded. It'll happen. The decisions that were made. Oh, this has to be sorted in the off season. It'll we, happen. We and what happens if it happens? What happens if it's the last thirty seconds of the game? And you're behind by a point. I want I, the thing that and I, you get that penalty, or you get clipped around the. Can the we go jaw back thirty and watch, meters out? Hmm. You'll stay down for a penalty. Can for we sure. go back and watch the first Origin game? I heard all the experts, all the players that have played at the highest level, come out and say that's one of the greatest games of footy we've seen. That takes us back to the eighties. How many people got sent off in that game? Was it or, or Sinbi? Third Origin, yeah. Third Origin. Mm. Oh, I can't remember. Was anyone, there anyone? Sure. Two. There was five. Was, Oh, uh, yes. For yes, a there fight. Was. There was yeah. Burton and right. um, yeah, there was two. So, again, my point, even the other day, they said, oh, that's, you know, so rough well, and blue. not great. That was a stand-up. That's exactly right. And fight. people are saying that's as good a game as we've seen in a long time, if not ever. So that was, t- that was hard, tough footy as well. Hmm. How does this game seven guys get sent sin bin? Well, there was a few occasions there that, where they didn't need to go to the sin bin. But that's what I'm saying. What happens now for the rest of this final series? Are they, do they ref it like that? Because even th- there's a gap between Friday night footy, Saturday footy, like yeah. that two different referees. They're obviously seeing things very differently. Guess who the referee for Parramatta Canberra is on Friday night? Oh, uh, uh, Ashley. What Klein. does he do? He's he's well, in a situation now where he probably has to just keep going the well, same he has way to referee now. Referee like he did last weekend. Oh man, that's if he be doesn't. Scary. Yeah, no, he doesn't, I agree. No, I agree. I agree with you. I agree well, with well, you. What's everyone going to say? And you've been supported. The game yep. has said, mate, well, everything you did yep. was great. Yep. So players know now that if you get clipped and he misses it, you just stay down. And he'll be a sin bin. And it mightn't happen lose early, a player. But, but the tide of the game and a lot, you know, further down the track and you, know, you get towards the back end of the game and there's five minutes to go and it's a tight contest and something like that happens... Most oh, players man, will do I, it. Most players will do it. Imagine you'd hate it, to see if it's a difference between winning and losing. Yeah, you'd hate to see that be the that decision, or a player does stay down and that dictates who goes through to the GF or who. Well, well in the, the first GF five minutes well. on on Friday night, oh you get God. clipped. You get your feet, or you you get to your knee, and you just wait. Does he then go well? Wait for the bunker to intervene, or he goes. And gives a penalty, or is yeah. he like he did last week? Yeah. But or does you he go, call, no, no, no. Is that no, what I, you call like laying down? Do you call, like to me? Oh, technically, it's not lying down. No, but that's what, but you're I playing think, for a penalty. But is there any player that now, because of exactly what you're saying, would they? Would your every coach would be saying, mate, don't you go anywhere, stay on your knee or stay down? Like, are you not saying that? Look, c- coaches will talk about 
you know, oh, we're not a, we're not a team that, that lies down, all right? Yeah. Yeah. And they'll encourage their players possibly not to do it. But the player knows in the back of his mind <sighs> if he can get an advantage Definitely. and if he can win the well, game get a by doing that. And the way it was ref last well, weekend, not, not only are you going to get a penalty, there's a big chance the opposition team's going to lose a player. Yeah. I'll be sent to the sin bin. Yep. Any sort of head contact. Yeah. I'm fascinated to see how it'll be refereed this weekend. You can't, I don't think you can send people off. Like I, don't, I, I think it might have also been the whole roosters, rabbits, all the build-up, all the media, all the tension. I, I think it, was, it must have felt extremely emotional out there as the referee watching the two teams. You yeah, must have felt that emotion. Referee. But do you and think... The, and, the, it, yeah. and it wasn't And also, it's still finals footy, yeah, so there's going to be emotion in this no, next game. And, and it wasn't just Ashley Klein. Mm. It was the bunker involving yeah. themselves as well. So who, who, was, who was in the bunker? Is he in the bunker oh. for the, for, with Ashley Klein this weekend? I have to check. Um, let's, we've got to go back to two referees. The bunker can't rule on this sort of stuff. Yeah. Touchies. If the two referees and the touchies don't see it, the match review panel deals with it. After we can't have what we saw last Sunday, and uh, the milking we see now has to stop. But Loz is right. They've 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 said that you can. Yeah. They've said we're happy with that. We 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 think they've done the right thing. It's going to cause chaos this weekend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Heads up, punters! The Sticky and Smoky crew are at it again, but this time it's all about the roar of supercars at Mount Panorama. Sticky Wings and Smoky Barbecue are giving you and a mate the opportunity to win a VIP experience for two at this year's Bathurst One Thousand, including a full weekend hospitality package, a grid walk, track lap, and accommodation. This is a serious bucket list opportunity. Now keep an eye out too for Sticky Wings and Smoky Barbecue in your local IGA. And if you can't find them, then ask the manager to get them in. To enter, simply go to stickywings.com.au or smokybarbecue.com.au and register your details. It's that easy. That's stickywings.com.au or smokybarbecue.com.au. Supercars never tasted so good. Now, Clarkie, just for your info, with the match officials, yes, so it was Grant me. Atkins was the bunker official in the Roosters-Rabbitohs game. Yep. He will be the referee of the Cronulla-Souths game this week. So Ashley Klein to referee the Friday night game between okay. Parra and Canberra. And Grant Atkins out of the bunker from the South Roosters game is into the hot seat with the whistle on the field for the Sharks-Rabbitohs game. There you go. Adam Pengilly from the City Morning Herald. Good morning. Morning, Jared. Morning, boys. You're talking fence this morning, Mido. I, I like your proposal about two referees and reducing the bunker. Ah, oh, good. Yeah, I've had a good sleep. I actually haven't, but yep. Anyway, had a couple of drinks last night. That helped. Anyway, Bretton Abdullah, he's going to ride Eduardo in the shorts on Saturday, which is oh, going to be a feature of the day. Yeah, can't wait for the race, Jared. And he's picked up the ride given that Nash Ruiller is suspended. Got a couple of suspensions he's serving back-to-back. I'm, I'm so keen to see how they ride Eduardo in this race on the weekend. Um, he's got the run under his belt, so a little bit of a fitness as you'd like to think on his main rival, Nature Strip. And we've seen in the past, when he really digs in for a fight with Major Strip, he, he can beat him. But when they try and ride him a little bit cuter and try and ride a little, uh, so again, the slipstream and Nature Stream or something like that, well, he just bullies his opposition, doesn't he, Nature Strip? So I know they don't want to leave too much out in the track today, given the grand final still a few weeks away in, in the actual Everest itself. But um, I'm so fascinated to see how the tactics play out in this race on the weekend. But no doubt Brenton will do a good job on Eduardo and he's got a chance to step up to the plate and uh, really create a stir there at Ramwick on the weekend. What did you make of the Melbourne Cup weights being released? Yeah, quite predictable lies, to be fair. We spoke about it yesterday. There was likely that Spanish Mission would get the top weight. He's copped 58 kilos, gold trip with 57.5, and Regal Power is 56. Juice, obviously a horse who's been 
prime for both the Caulfield Cup and Melbourne Cup later in the spring. She's got 55 and a half. But given there was sort of no, I suppose, natural top weight or really you know, highly credentialed stayer, that Greg Carpenter had to sort of raise the weights a little bit to make sure the Spanish mission carried 58. So again, I think we're probably going to see the weights a little bit clustered again this year in the Melbourne Cup. They'll be quite compressed given that we haven't got a, a natural spread with a, from a top to bottom with a really high, highly credentialed horse against some of those handicappers down the bottom. But that's just the way it is in the modern-day Melbourne Cup. Uh, elations out for the spring for the Price and Kent Yard. Yeah, quite disappointing news, Jared. He started one of the favourites in the Memsey Stakes. I thought it was probably a little bit of a false favourite, to be fair, heading into that race, given he um, didn't quite have the runs on the board as compared to some of his more experienced rivals. But unfortunately, he didn't come out of that race well. I had a trial earlier this week. was still making some breathing issues. So the Price and Kent Yard have sent him for the... Sent him for a spell. Won't see him for the rest of the spring. It was quite disappointing, actually, given races off the Rupert Clark and Turek. I would have thought it would have been really... Nice targets for him later in the campaign, but we'll have to wait to see him in the autumn. Do you like anything at Warwick Farm today? Yeah, I reckon uh, Flindell might be getting the vocal cords warmed up this afternoon, <laughs> Loz. Besides, it's a deep program at Warwick Farm. Race 7, number 3, Democracy Manifest, the best on the program for me. Um, he's a horse I've still got plenty of room to move in the ratings. I know he's only coming to this off one soft trial, but he's classy enough to be really forward condition. Nice gate for Huey Bowman, expecting him to be right in the finish. That's race seven, number three, Democracy Manifest, the best on the program. $3.10 it is with Tab, and uh, yeah, it's put in the multi with Foxy Cleopatra today. Uh, yeah. Race two, number four there at Sandown. Is it number four, Lozzie? Yeah, race yep. two, number four. Still $6 on the second line of betting for that race today. Just want to ask you about your story quickly on the back page of the Herald today. Uh, Live Coup, how Norman Lewis Smith Leishman is the headline there, Adam. So tell us about this franchise concept that could be, uh, uh, well, invoked by Live Golf going forward. Yeah, quite fascinating, Jared. I had a had a conversation with Greg Norman a couple of days ago, a bit of an interview, and spoke to him about Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman and how he got them across to Live Golf and what his plans are for them in in the future. And he spelled out something which a lot of, a lot of people, not a lot of people have quite recognised what goes on. They're obviously huge on this team concept, which is going to really take off next year, in, in, in Greg's words. And basically what's happened is, is that he's given Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman, they share a 25% stake in essentially what's going to be like a Team Australia franchise. So it's up to them how they run that franchise next year. They can monetise it and commercialise it by getting investors to, to back them in that Australian team. And they can also dictate who basically plays on their team next year, uh, which I found quite fascinating. And Essentially, I asked a question about Adam Scott as well. Because remember, Jared, there was all that talk about Adam Scott being linked with Live Golf earlier this year. And he did express some interest in it going back oh, probably five or six months ago now. But it hasn't quite seemed to materialise um, him coming across. And I sort of asked Greg about Adam Scott. And he was a little bit coy about it, to be fair, saying, oh, well, listen, I will acknowledge there was discussions earlier this year. But if he wants to come across now, basically it's going to be up to Cameron and, and Mark whether they want him to be on their team. So, yeah, quite fascinating. It's definitely going to be like a... I can put it in these terms, it's a bit of a Formula One type concept where you know Formula One sort of runs the whole whole show, but these these proprietors have to sort of run the actual franchises and teams and are able to sort of run them as as they see fit and commercialise it how they like. So yep, quite fascinating. Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman are going to be just as much businessmen as golfers next year. Yeah. Okay, thanks so much, mate. Have a good day. See you, boys.